Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast where lifelong Lions fans... UJ, Rug Dog, Bob, Connor, and I'm your host, Big Z, to talk about your favorite team, the Detroit Lions, where victory isn't just talked about, it's earned. One pride. Let's get this podcast rolling. Welcome back, Blue Kool Aid drinkers. It's Thursday night on January 31st, and we got Bob and Rug Dog here. Hello. Yo. Um, so, Bob, you're in St. Louis. Rudd Dog, you're in Denver. I'm here in Chicago where we're just getting past negative 50 degree weather. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> I think uh, I think Connor and uh, UJ are stuck in an iceberg somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Sounds about I right. I think so. This is insane weather. I haven't, I haven't left my house in two days, basically, because uh, they told us I oh, wasn't yeah. have to come in. Uh, yeah, Chicago, crazy. you guys had it the worst. Huh? It's yeah, it's insane. Well, that's not true. My uh, little brother, he goes to school in uh, Menominee, Wisconsin. Wisconsin Stout. It's an hour east of um, Minneapolis, and they had negative thirty degrees as like their baseline. That's before wind chill. Well, they so. can handle it. They're very stout folk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. So I just wanted to get into it a little bit this week. There's some new news on the Lions front. Um, so two coaches have left since we last talked. Um, the running back coach, David Walker, has retired. And he leaves behind, a, I wouldn't say a great legacy by any means. Um, Amir Abdullah did almost nothing underneath him for the most part, I feel. Uh, and But he was a coach for Carrion Johnson this year as his rookie season. So there was that. I'm not giving yeah. him much credit for Carrion. I think that dude's just gifted. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they. I mean, the running game definitely improved, but I wouldn't put him as the uh, the reason. But uh, but wish him luck in his retirement. Spend time yeah. with his family. So yeah, and then the other one, uh, the probably the bigger news is that George Godsey has left to go to Miami to be the tight ends coach. Oh no! Yeah, and well, I mean, in, in, he was the quarterback coach who. I was, I mean, he's been a couple years, but uh, was not one of Stafford's better years under his no. tutelage. No, Stafford's not by any means. Worst season since he was injured early on. His worst whole season yet. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I don't know how much we contribute that to George Godsey or uh, Jim Bob Cooter, but. I'm sure that's <laughs> well, one of those ones where it's hard to point blame on anyone as a whole. You can't really put any negatives on Cooter. Come on. Oh, you guys know that. <laughs> Yeah, at this point, that's like you know, like you know, just pissing on the grave of somebody. It's just you know, poor taste. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, no. George Godsey going to Miami. The ties with Brian Flores. Brian Flores, a defensive coordinator of the Patriots, presumably the next 
uh, Miami Dolphins head coach. But the Lions instead hired a man named Sean Ryan. He was the quarterback coach the last two years down in Houston, and he's helped develop Deshaun Watson into a very good quarterback down there. And this, the previous nine seasons before that, he was with the Giants. He started off as a, started off as a quality control coach there, Ooh. and then was their wide receivers coach, then their quarterback coach before moving on to Houston. Yeah, I, uh, I know uh, Sean uh, Deshaun Watson had a big year under him, and uh, it's that big of a deal. It's this coaching change, but it's uh, hopefully Stafford's comfortable comfortable with him yeah i think that's most important i mean stafford at this point should be his own man and you know need too much handling he had a rough season this year but i think improved play calling will solve most of his ills i was secretly hoping that somehow the lions could steal dan orlovsky away from the studio to make him a quarterback coach uh that did not happen unfortunately he could he could draw breakdowns in the film room how not to run out the back of the end zone (laughs) yeah Hey, did you guys see uh, Helen Moore's the OC now? Yes, Dallas. I wow. that is insane. Twenty nine years old. Twenty nine. Uh, good for him, man. It is you good know, for a, him. But I mean, I'm, I'm not just, over. I mean, that is surprising. But you know, that does not shocking to me. The guy was always the only reason he was really in the NFL for as long as he was as a player. I think was because he always had the the really the X's and O's down so well. I mean, oh, he's absolutely. A little, he's like a little kid who he barely. His body does not look like it belongs in the NFL at all, and he stuck yeah. there for several years. I mean, hey, a lot of times these these backup guys, what they contribute is in the quarterbacks room. You know, the, the right. stuff they do behind the scenes. And I guess he was really good at that stuff. Definitely, yeah. We've read about it uh, several times about how much he's, he was respected. At least, you know, come up with things in the quarterback room and stuff like that. I, I, by all by all accounts, he has like a photographic memory. Like he's one of those type of guys. Oh wow. Um. And just like really smart and can bring up anything at any time. That's kind of like Sean Sean McVay is known for having a photographic memory as well. I got a photographic memory. It's called my iPhone. It takes <laughs> photos, and I, I remember them then. You know, oh, look at them later. What are you a cyborg? <laughs> That's the way of the future, Bob. You know, come on. <laughs> hey, you know what? Actually, my favorite part about that hire, uh, Kellen Moore, is the quarterback coach they hired, the legend uh, John Kitna. Oh, oh yeah, that's boy. right. I did see that. And I like your comment, yeah, Bobby, made it earlier in the text uh, that the Dallas Cowboys are trying to become the Lions and the Lions are trying to become the Patriots. Yeah, yeah right. Huh. <laughs> Who has a Lions, better model to follow? It's hard to say. Because the Cowboys previously, it's Scott Linehan, the former Lions offense coordinator, and Rod Marinelli is still on the staff of the Cowboys as well. Yeah. And, he, and Rod yeah. Marinelli was a legendary Lions coach. Oh, yeah, legend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was awesome. Oh, God. Oh, God. Um, and one other coach that the Lions brought back, a very important unit that we struggled with mightily this year. We rectified a little bit at the end, but overall, it wasn't a strength like it has been in the past, and that's the special teams. We brought back John ben- Bonamago, if I'm saying that correctly. Um, he's a special teams coach for us in 2013, 2014. He's been coaching in the NFL from 99 to 2014 before that. Um, and then he went to go coach at Central Michigan for three years, where he led the team to three bowl appearances, but then they were 1-11 last year. So they, 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 axed, yeah. they axed him. Well, but were there special I know Sam Martin's uh... – <laughs> What was that, Bob? Uh, I was going to say uh, Sam Martin's hyped about it because he's worked – you know, he worked with them before mm-hmm. and had his success under him. I think he was recruited 
you know, by him coming out of college. So they hopefully he'll come back to form. Yeah, because he's been all a little off. And uh, that another interesting thing here is that he worked with Pas- Paul Pasqualoni, the defense coordinator uh, in Miami, and he worked for Be- Daryl Bubble in Green Bay for three years. So he's a lot of familiarity with that staff. Mm-hmm. And a I special like team, a special teams coach needs to have like that good rapport with all the coaches on the staff because you're pulling special teams players from all the units. So it's important to have those type of uh, communications. Yeah. I like the signing. I mean, he did good when he was here before. Hopefully, you know, I I don't need an all-star special teams, but they can't be like they were for most of this past season. And I feel confident he'll at least get us a, a decent level. But he he has had a really high level last time. So, yeah, I like the signing. Yeah. Um, so be, before we move on um, to more of the current events, I guess, is there, a couple things have been written recently the last couple weeks. Only One a couple? Pe- well, Peter King and Mike Sando uh, are the ones that stick out as far as national. But there's been a, a couple other rumblings. Definitely on uh, – <laughs> wow, you wouldn't – I mean, you never guessed, but Carlos Monoran's also suggested this, that we trade oh. Matt Stafford. So, yeah. Um, Kurt- Peter King and Mike Zando actually both suggested a trade to the Jacksonville Jaguars and <laughs> um, Carlos Monterez, everybody's favorite. We've mentioned him here on be- here before. Uh, the-, the troll of Detroit Lions reporting. Wow, he's a um, He suggested Matt Stafford be traded to the Denver Broncos for Case Keenum. Good yeah, God. That's what a <laughs> brilliant a, suggestion. And a first-round pick or something why, like that. Why didn't I think of that before? And I feel so dumb now. Oh, oh, so, so, the of Stafford. so I want to bring up the light monorails. Well, I want to bring up to you guys. I mean, these stories I feel just don't come from absolutely nowhere. I feel like there's at least these. Well, besides Carlos, uh, um, Peter King and Mike Sando, these guys have connections all over the NFL. Do you think there's at least an inkling of truth that the Lions are at least considering trading Stafford? Well, I would, I would say, I mean, here's the thing. I, the if, if that inkling of truth though could come from outside where there, I, I definitely believe teams would want Stafford and and feel that with the way his season went this year and, and the, the way our our organization currently is that maybe he, he's could be available for the right price but I mean and the Lions would maybe listen but to seriously consider I I don't think there's any truth to that because. Like, Let's just put it this way: In order them for them to really get like listen and consider, you're gonna have to give up a whole like Mac. What what the Bears gave up for Mac this year, plus like a good bunch of things beyond that. That for a franchise quarterback in his prime, there's no way that anyone's gonna give up enough for him to really make it worth considering in my book. Yeah, I, I don't think it's legitimate at all. I think I think it's coming from people like Peter King who. Like they come up with this idea in their head. Yeah, I, I mean the the uh, you know the the Lions, uh, the coaches and the general manager, they've all backed Stafford and say that that's our quarterback and you know they like the way he works and they want to make things work with him. So I don't I don't see that change happening unless he falls off. Because I mean somehow, what are you gonna do? Like like some like even uh, Big Z, your brother. Justin was talking to me about this yesterday. He's like, "Well, if the the Ram, or the Jaguars gave up their seventh round pick, I think that'd be or the first top seven pick. I'm like, that would be enough by itself in his book." And I'm like, "Are you 
he's we're out here in Denver. I'm thinking he might be starting to smoke some of that stuff, you know. I don't know. Like, are you kidding me? Like, it would have to be first-round pick this year with a second-round pick this year, a first-round pick next year, and the next year after that to even start to tickle my interest. If you t- yeah, what are they going to well, get? Well, I have Haskins and un- unproven quarterback. <laughs> yeah. You know, that doesn't make sense. No, no sense. Well, what you just suggested, Rudd Dog, would never happen. Um, and that would, that, what, are they, okay. what are the Bears going to do this year? They gave like, multiple first-round picks, didn't they? Um, yes, they gave up two. They gave up two first-round picks. Yeah, and that's a defensive player. But they also gave they also gave back a uh, sec- they also gave back a second rounder. I'm just saying it's going to be something. The price is going to be incredibly steep to make it uh, yeah. worth our while. Yeah, I mean Stafford does have a massive cap hit as well, so there is that to factor in when you think about a trade. Not that I'm suggesting that. They should do it, or there will be one, but that is just a factor yeah. when it comes to a trade. I think the whole whole thing's BS. It's some of these guys because Stafford had a little, a little off year, and then they're they're all jumping on him, you know, like yeah, because it's the t- the ten year mark, you know, and it's like okay, why haven't you won yet? And I don't know. Lions are still happy with him. I'm happy with him. I hope he sticks around. So. Yeah, and some of these other teams, they recognize like Stafford had a bad year, so they try to feed something to these reporters that like. Oh, we're hearing like the Lions might be looking around, and then they they just feed these stories to the reporters, and some of the reporters just run with it to get a conversation yeah. going. That so, I can <laughs> see happening. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I think it's all generated outside of the Lions organization. I don't think this is like the Lions shopping Stafford by any means. No, no, I don't think so either. Um, so I want to move on a little bit. I just want to talk about the Super Bowl and maybe some of the ties, the Lions ties in this Super Bowl. Um, I mean, the, hey guys, oh, sorry, yeah. can I just pause for yeah. one second Go before for we change track? Uh, on the Lions, uh, thing, um, when, the other day I got in the mail my alumni magazine, you know, like I'm leafing through it, you know, like see who donated what. And uh, there was my name, you know, look for my name in the under hundred dollar mark, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but I was in the book, and the but the but the thing I was. That was interesting about the book was uh, I, I'm flipping through the pages and then there's a huge picture of Kenny, uh, Kenny Galladay in the Lions uniform, like catching a ball. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Are you talking about your high school? High school alumni? Yeah, my, my okay. high school alumni. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. See the Lions in my alumni yearbook. So. That's awesome. Anyway. <laughs> but anyway. And, go if on any, the Super Bowl. and if anybody listening is not familiar, that is St. Rita High School out of Chicago. Yes, same read of us things. It's been mentioned several times in this podcast, almost weekly, but <laughs> probably just... probably come up again. <laughs> I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. Um, UJ also from there, who's not here tonight, but um, yes. So, I mean, speaking of the the future, uh, this week uh, is the Super Bowl this Sunday. That's why we wanted to get this podcast out, just talk about that a little bit. And there's some uh, Lions connections. I just want to bring those up. And the first most notable ones is uh, Nadamikin Sue playing in a Super Bowl for the, the the Rams. And then Kyle Van Noy in yet another Super Bowl as the leader on the Patriots defense. Uh, does it make you a little sick to see those two players out there? Uh, Van Noy always more so than Sue. I, I, I mean, Sue kind of – he kind of screwed us over or said screw you guys and gave us the finger as he left, so – I don't really. That doesn't bother me so much. But Van Wait, Hoy but can you a... can you can you blame Sue for that? Uh, yeah, a little bit. 
He was I'm just saying, we offered they offered him $25 million a year. We offered him a very competitive contract to stay with the team. that It wasn't him. that competitive in comparison. It was over $100 million. It was, like, not that much less than what the Dolphins gave offered. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's. I it, think that's his prime motivator. I mean, he's a great player, but uh, I think the money maximizes mercenary, you know? money. Yeah. That's that's fine. I don't have a problem. Whatever he can go. We'll I'm just saying, with the taxes way less in Florida than they are in Michigan, and in, in conjunction with the fact that they offered him so much more money guaranteed, it's, it, I I don't necessarily blame him for leaving. Am I upset yeah. by it? Yes, of course I am, because I love Sue when he's in Detroit. We defend him to death when the re- nobody would um, in the national media, especially you know the dirty Sue plays and stuff like that. So I and I yeah. miss him because I love watching him play for Detroit. And but I don't yeah. necessarily blame him for leaving with, with an offer. Like yeah, I guess that. <laughs> I'd be I'm, I don't look at it and say, oh, the Lions blew that. I think they were just a victim of the whole cap thing. So I'm glad he's gone. Calvin now. and Stafford and him. It, it would have yeah. been nice to keep that core going. That would have been sweet. But uh, the cap got in our the way. Lions, the Lions were a vi- the Lions were a victim of the old CBA where they had to pay these rookie quarterbacks ridiculous like. Aaron Rodgers type contracts like these, or the contract he has now. It, it's just the the amount of cap space for a rookie quarterback. Well, yeah. And Stafford, of course, was the last one because now you see all these great teams with on uh, with rookie quarterbacks succeeding because their cap hit is so low, and you can spread that money around. Can you imagine Stafford on a rookie contract? Oh yeah, with that two thousand <laughs> team against the Cowboys, we could have even been more stacked. Oh, I know. Yeah. Uh, just the well, amount of the amount of money that we had to throw at Stafford at the time, though. Uh, I mean, it was worth it. We had Stafford, but it's just Sue ridiculous. and Calvin were both under those old rules too, and they were getting they had really big rookie contracts to start. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no. I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. The Lions they got the right players at the wrong time in a way, <laughs> in the sense of uh, the money that they had to pay. Yep. Yeah. Like early on. For unproven players, but yes, but Rudd Dog, Kyle Van Noy. That I one mean, hurts me more. We lo- we love you got you and UJ especially loved him coming out of the draft. And then we forced a square um, peg into a round hole, and then he didn't perform as well as we, as they as you know we'd hoped. And then they would get rid of him, and they know how to use him there. And now he's tearing it up and looking awesome. That pisses me off. Well, yeah, because they're using him perfectly. He's a, he's a larger linebacker. He succeeded in BYU, which was a three four, as an edge rusher mostly, and that's what he does with the Patriots. He's a playmaker. The Lions try to fit him in. Well, the Lions try to fit him in a four three outside linebacker role, and, and it just didn't fit him. No. That was not his. Uh, he's, he was always like a vertical player. He's either getting up the field or dropping back on occasion in like some zone schemes. But he's he's making yeah he's getting after it wherever he is, and we try to make him like a. Read and react linebacker. Yeah, he's a pretty good player, but he wasn't didn't fit our system. We probably should never have drafted him. Just well, for that, that was you know. my biggest thing because our defense coordinator at the time though came from like the Ravens and stuff. He was supposed to be Terrell Austin was supposed to be this guy who knew how to use, you know, his players and fit them in, you know, tailor the scheme, but never really did that. That was so yeah. Was I mean, he did have some good years, Austin, well, but then. But then, uh, yeah, I don't know. Fell off there at the end. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was, he was one of those DeAndre boys, Levy was upcoming in genius guys who suddenly was not a genius anymore when he went to the Bengals. Or, or is that where he went? The Bengals? Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, he went to the Bengals yeah. and they fired him after eight games. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
They they gave up 57 points to the Saints, I think, or 53. Either way, he got fired after that game. Uh, it was a disaster. <laughs> yeah. uh, and what, so one more Super Bowl tie I thought was really interesting that I read this week um, is that Sean McVay beat out Calvin Johnson for Player of the Year uh, his senior year of high school in Georgia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw that. I didn't see that. That's yeah. Funny. I thought that was really interesting. Um, I read the article. And so – like, yeah, well, that was kind of, you know, it was nice, but uh, that was because I had a good team and we got some good stats. But he's like, let's be honest, I was not better than Calvin Johnson. This guy was like <laughs> first team all world. Like. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I, I, I just, it was just a really funny tidbit. And then another thing about Sean McVay I found really interesting. This is not Lions related, but if you didn't know, Sean McVay played wide receiver at Miami, Ohio. And Jillian Edelman played quarterback at Kent State. So their senior year, uh, or Edelman's senior year, Sean McVay's team at wide receiver beats uh, Julian Edelman in a game in college. And now Sean McVay's coaching against a <laughs> still active Julian Edelman. Wow. Crazy. Sean <laughs> uh, McVay, I think, had like three catches for 30 yards in that game. I believe I read. So just some interesting tidbits there, a little connect- Lions connections for you. I'm sure we'll – be uh, slightly pissed off about watching those players make some plays because Sue has been really good in this playoffs. If you if you've been watching, he's a uh, yeah leading. The, oh, he's always he's leading. Been good. Yeah, he, well, he he's been good when he wants to be. He he was he did, he had like an up and down regular season, but he's turned it on for the postseason. Well, he said he said he wouldn't rule out a return to Detroit. So there you uh, go. There's some hope. <laughs> Get him back. Yeah, if the money's right. If the money's right. I don't yeah. Know. I don't know if I want him back. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, at the right price, you, not at the fourteen million dollars that the, the Rams are paying him when he was with Miami, right? Like when the team was kind of nope. sucking, and he's like telling all these people, like, "You need to play on my level." Like he's telling these, like, he's like, "I'm gonna be here. Most of y'all gonna be gone. You gotta play on my level." And wow. he's like, just a total. A-hole. That's more uh, fire uh, than you saw out of him here. He didn't lead in the locker room at all when he was here. No, he did on the field. A but... billion dollar man and all of a sudden he's hot shit. Um, so, I mean, there's not much else to uh, go on right now. Um, the Senior Bowl was last week, but we kind of talked about the players that we told you to look out for and We'll be talking more about the draft and all that stuff once the regu- the season's over here. But I want to get a little more uh, fun here at the end of this podcast. Uh, and, and maybe if uh, – so there's $6 billion bet on the Super Bowl this year. That's the projection. $6 billion. Not, 90% of which is going to be um, illegally bet. <laughs> I, I may or may not be one of those people. <laughs> And I just wanted to throw out some Super Bowl props I found really interesting. So the first one, I, I got to ask you guys, uh, this is always the classic one for me and others to start off with, is heads or tails? Tails never fails. Tails never fails. Ah. Uh, no, you're, you're wrong. It's heads. It's heads. Ah, tails. All right. Well, the last eight years, it's 50-50. But, I mean, it's going to be heads, in my All right. opinion. Zach. For for a Labatt's, I'll go I'll go up against you or, or whatever your beer of choice. <laughs> oh, I like. We'll it. go on here. Uh, tails, you got heads. There you go. This is money in the game now for a beer. <laughs> Labatt. <laughs> wow, I really wouldn't want to lose that one. 
<laughs> Do I have to drink it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I want to lose. Is it the loser gets the beer or the winner? Now I'm confused. <laughs> you know what? Uh, me and my coworkers, uh, I work next to a Vikings fan at work, and we always bet a shot of Malort on the game. Malort? Yeah. Have you, what is that? I've never had that. It's nasty. Oh. You. Well, you haven't had Malort? This is a Chicago brewed. Um, Super bitter. What? A, I mean, extremely. It, it tastes like uh, it, it's it's considered the 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 worst kind of shot you can take. And it's brewed here in Chicago. Uh. <laughs> um, I can't believe you've never had it, actually. It's been around for a while. Well, next time I'm in the city, I'll, I'll have to try it out. All right. All right. Um, <laughs> Good luck. So the next one I have is um, Gladys Knight, the national anthem, over under one minute forty seven seconds. Ooh, oh Gladys Knight, over. I'll, I'll take the under on that. Are the pips with her or? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, Gladys Knight. I feel like this is a woman that's going to belt it off for a while. I'm going to have to go over. Uh, you still got the Aretha flashbacks going. Yeah, I know. It's hard to forget. <laughs> It is hard. It is hard. Uh, all right. So, who who is the first person the, the winning quarterback thinks in their on field post game interview? Uh, so, Jared Goff or Tom Brady? Do they think God, the wife and family, teammates, the coach, fans, or any other themselves? Yeah, I think teammates. Right. Well, I'm yeah, just gonna thank myself for how hard I work. Um, <laughs> I mean, you got to think they're gonna think their teammates. These guys, yeah. uh, yeah, I would think the teammates would be the way to go. Yeah, are you assuming, is this like assuming the quarterback is MVP or what? Like, is that there? Is usually like the MVP that gives that speech, isn't it? Yeah, the quarterback has won MVP. I think like over eighty percent of the time. So I mean, it, it's yeah, very definitely likely. teammates we'll get, we'll... and coaches probably like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Eli Eli um, Manning won MVP. That shows you. <laughs> The bar for that, but true. Yeah. <laughs> and this is another one I found uh, kind of funny. Uh, so Clemson won the national championship. They visited the White House, and they the government was shut down, so they got treated to uh, McDonald's, Wendy's. Uh, it was it was a nice gourmet fast food meal. Yeah. <laughs> so the the this prop is what food will Trump serve the winning team? Um, is it is it fast food and pizza? That's minus one fifty. So minus one fifty means you'd have to bet one hundred fifty dollars to win a hundred dollars. Um, Mexican food nine to one odds. Chinese food six to one odds. Indian foods on here at fifteen to one. Oh uh, And Italian food uh, one and a half to one. There's odds. no steak on there. Yeah. No. That was my thought. Uh, uh, other is uh, uh, three I'm to one. I'm going with other. But that, the, the favorite, I, I, that sushi might be under fast food, I'm guessing. Yeah. I'd go with the Mexican, probably uh, go to Taco Bell or something and pick up Sack of Taco. <laughs> no, uh, Does that count as Mexican? I don't know if you remember, Mexican? <laughs> I don't know if you remember his tweet uh, during the election, the, the Trump Taco Bowl. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He's going to have two Anyways. scoops of ice cream. Oh, yeah, I, I, you know, I'll go, uh, I'll go Italian. I think they would give him a nice Italian meal. There you go. Uh, so, what do you guys think about the halftime show? Is Maroon Five worth having at a halftime show? 
Maroon 5 is actually, I'm going to give a little shout out to Maroon 5 because they, like, you know, you hear them on the radio and they play a lot of really poppy sort of light music, but they kind of jam out live in person. And uh, I think that's a solid choice. If you go on the internet uh, on Twitter, I mean, Twitter is always a wonderful place uh, where nothing but happiness exists. Everybody's really happy in there. Um, if you went on there, you would think Maroon 5 is one of the worst bands in history. But then you go on and you see, like, all their all the albums they've sold, and it makes no sense. Like, people clearly like this band. Uh, anyways, so this prop is what song will Maroon 5 open with at halftime? Uh, let me, I'll tell you the odds, and then you tell me which one you think. So the songs go, so three to one odds, one more night. Makes me wonder, five to one. Sugar, five and a half to one. Animals, six to one. Girls like you and moves like Jagger are both six to one, big, and then payphone ten to one. Big Z, please go through each song and give us samples of singing them yourself, so we know <laughs> what they are. That's it's, my request at this moment. Uh, it's gonna be I, girls uh, like you. I don't know about that. Girls Come on, like you. Go. I don't know. This. <laughs> they 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 sing one I, that's like a kind of a harder driving song, and I can't remember what it is though. It's gotta be one of those. I would think. <laughs> my my pick for this one at six to one odds. This is a good value. This is a good value. I'm giving you good. Um, I'm giving you good advice here. It's uh, moves like Jagger. You got uh, like right at the beginning. I got the moves like Jagger. Yeah, wow, look at that. There's my there's my Adam, there's my Adam Levine impression. There you there. Go. <laughs> All right, what's that? good. Well, Rud Dog, what do you think? You know you know some of their I songs. I don't know half their songs by name though. So you got it. Animals, you know that one. Just like animals, animals, moles. That, you know, that one I can it on you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one. Okay. All right, good. Now we got two out there. Um, and that, what, the pay phones that Wiz Khalifa one, whether I'm at oh, a yeah, payphone. Pay I, I doubt oh, that yeah. will be it. Oh, I, yeah, that'll be a that's terrible one to start one. off with. What, what were the other ones? Here I'll, here, I'll just move on to the next one. How about that? Because it kind of relates to halftime as well. There's a lot of buzz going on the internet, and the people are trying to push for it hard. Is Will SpongeBob show up at the halftime show, or will they sing Sweet, Sweet Victory? If you're not familiar, Spon- there's a great SpongeBob episode where they perform at something called the Bubble Bowl. They call it the Bubble Bowl. It's clearly the, supposed to be the Super Bowl. And they sing Sweet, Sweet Victory. And there's been a lot of rumors, and even Maroon 5 put out an ad showing the spongebob clip so five to one odds spongebob shows up at halftime or minus 700 that he doesn't so the odds are heavily against spongebob showing up will he show up does it count if it's like on a video board yeah that counts okay Um, yeah so yes or no go no (laughs) i don't i don't know much i think i did see this episode though a long time ago because kids yeah, it's the band one. It's the band one. You know, they're they're pr- they're practicing for Squidward if, in the band. If that's if that's a rumor that's out there, I'm I'm going yes that they'll they'll deliver on that. What do you? Th- yeah, all right. What do you think? Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. No, I, I want to say yes so badly, but I'm gonna say no. I just uh, it, I think they'll have like spongebob say he'll, he'll upstage them or something like that although i feel like they'd be praised if they let spongebob come out there for a moment yeah yeah uh i don't know it was an interesting one though i thought so a, a few more here uh 
And then Tony Romo's been getting a ton of buzz. Like I, I haven't heard this much buzz or about a, a commentator coming into a game in a long time or if ever. So Tony Romo, the amount of correct play call predictions he'll have during the game, over under six and a half. Oh boy. Uh, I I think I think they said in that that Patriots Chiefs game he had um, eleven or twelve correct like predicted play calls during the broadcast, especially at the end. Seven, I'll take the seven, over. So that would lead you to the over. Seven. Yeah, I'll go with the over. He's good. Yeah, I mean he is really good. I I, I think they want him to scale it back actually a little bit because it's like you come in the Tony Romo show and Jim Nance is up upstage. I don't think Jim Nance likes uh, being upstage necessarily. Yeah. On a broadcast. Who cares what Jim Nance feels if it's better for the fans? So long as Joe hey, Joe no, Buck's I... not calling the game, that's that's a plus right there. Oh, <laughs> you're not you're not a Joe Buck fan. Uh, I hate Joe Buck. He's the worst. Thank God Chris Collinsworth's not calling it. Uh I don't I don't mind Joe Buck at all. I think he's done a great, especially in those Thursday night football games. Joe Buck's done a great job. I think. Connor has a great hatred for Joe Buck, and uh, he's like, I swear, if I ever see Joe Buck. In person, I'm gonna punch him in the face. And then we're oh, walking out. Oh, we're walking God, through the club section that. by the uh, the Fox booth, and Joe Buck comes walking out. He comes right past Connor, <laughs> and Connor just holds holds back. You know, so he he had his shot there. Wow. Oh, yeah. he, he made himself oh, a liar put... that day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh man. I, I think they should have the crew that did the Lions game against the Packers with like uh, oh Pat McAfee. McAfee and stuff, and just talk about the kicking game the whole Super Bowl. I think that'd be awesome. Hey, Zach, do you do you remember that would be awesome? But uh, um, do you remember that Super Bowl where the Giants won? Eli Manning threw the ball, and the guy caught it off his helmet. You know, like David Tyree. Yeah, yeah. very exciting play. And Joe Buck's calling. He's like, and he makes the catch. You know, it's like there's like a super exciting play, and he's just like dialing it in. I'm like, what the hell? I'll, I'll have to go back. I'll have to go back and watch. Yeah, I think I want to punch him in the face now. <laughs> he's got a, a punchable face and i'm in st louis where i guess his dad was a uh, legend but uh yeah I'm, i mean joe buck lives in st louis uh so yeah if you if you see him around uh you know I, don't don't uh tell him about this podcast <laughs> okay. all right if you'll get us publicity i'll uh, tell him but, uh... <laughs> yeah um so the next one is the color of the Gatorade for the winning team. Lime green, orange, blue, red, clear, or purple. And these are all about four to one odds. Lime green. Because, yeah. Oh, classic. I mean, classic. lime lime green is the best the flavored That's Gatorade. Like the yeah, Gatorade. that is the best flavor, but I'll, I'll go orange on this one. I'm feeling it. Yeah. I mean, I think the Rams are going to win, and they have blue. I'm going to go blue. Uh, but oh, did I spoil my prediction a little bit? Uh, <laughs> Pretty much. So there's two more, and I just want to throw this one there because of how many times it happened to the Lions this year in a good way. Will a field goal hit the uprights? Ten to one odds. <laughs> uh, oh, the way this no. whole season's been going, it wouldn't surprise me. But I'm going to say no, unless Cody Parkey's playing. No. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, there is no double doink odds. There is no double doink <laughs> odds, unfortunately, that I saw. Um, okay, so those are just some of the props, um, some really interesting ones. Uh, there's more serious ones like rushing yards, like how many rushing yards Todd Gurley will have and stuff like that. Like boring ones? Um, 
I mean, there's there's hundreds of them, hundreds of them. Uh, but we want to just get some of the more interesting and fun ones out there for the listeners. But now we're going to go to the last part. Um, it's truly the last one of the, of the season that we can do, and that's predictions. But this time it's Super Bowl predictions. <laughs> All right. So let, let's start with you, Bob. I want to get your feeling on this game. So the Patriots are three-point favorites, and the over-under in this game is 56.5 points. Yeah, I was going to ask you that if you had that. Um, yeah, this this is one of those games where um, – it could go either way. You know, it's one of those – they both have really good offenses. And um, the defenses show up at times. So, I get it. Uh, so it could, like, be end up being a low-scoring game. But I'm going to go with the high-scoring game. I think it's going to meet up with expectations as far as being an exciting game. And I think the Rams are going to pull it out in the fourth quarter. I'd say 42-35. Wow. So – a lot of offense. But I like it. I like it. That, wow, what a game that would be. A lot be. of points. Last year, that would be one more point scored than last year in the Super Bowl where there were 76 scored, which was a record. And that game, that game had so many points scored in the fourth quarter. is ridiculous. Yeah. So, um, that would be exciting. I'm hoping for a lot of points because I, I don't really have an interest in either team. But uh, I'd like to see the Rams win because I hate the Patriots. That's about it. <laughs> okay. How, how about you, Rudd? All right. So, I think uh, Galladay's going to have his biggest game of the season. He's going to have, like, three <laughs> touchdowns. Carrion's going to go off for, like, 150 yards. Defense is going to play some real solid ga- uh, game, and we're going to oh, win. But, we're not talking about the 2020 Super Bowl. What? No. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, then it's throwing off my whole prediction. Thanks. Um, no, I think uh, – I think the Rams are going to pull this out. I think uh, I don't think the offense is going to be, you know, quite as explosive. I actually think it's going to be their defense that gives them the play at the end, sort of how they did against the Saints, where uh, one of their players just makes an outstanding play to sort of get the game. And, and I think uh, it'll be around like uh, I can see like a twenty-seven, twenty-four Rams. It's going to be a tight game, I think, because I don't think the Patriots right. are going to let them run away with it either. Uh, because they're always so on their game plan. Because they don't have Matt Patricia anymore. Now they can't exactly. run up the score. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so it's hard to bet against Tom Brady. I feel, but man, uh, I I'd, uh, well, so first of all, my brother. We've had him on his podcast before. Uh, big Rams fan. Going to go out there and watch it with him in Denver. And I am – I'm foreseeing a slow start by the Patriots. Did you know last year was the first time Tom Brady ever scored points in the first quarter of a Super Bowl? He's played in nine wow. – this will be his ninth Super Bowl. He's only scored points in the first quarter once. So the, the Patriots always go off to an extremely slow start. I think that's going to work in the Rams' favor. I, I could see them getting up like 10 points early. It will be close. The Patriots always play close Super Bowls, at least in the Belichick-Brady area. I, I'm foreseeing a 30-27 to 27 victory for um, the Rams in this one. I just think they have too many weapons and enough defensive playmakers to uh, overcome the Patriots. The, yeah. the one and, thing about like 
this team, though, is like that, it, you know, people were kind of figuring out the Rams' offense towards the end of the season. And if there's anyone that's going to – any team that's going to be able to sort of have a good game plan for them, it's going to be the Patriots. So, Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and is there any doubt um, that Bill Belichick called up Matt Patricia the last two weeks for uh, some help on game planning, at least? Because the Lions did successfully game plan against the uh, Rams, I thought, for the most part, except for the run game, which – I think the the Patriots are slightly better at defending well, this year. Considering I haven't yeah. even considered that at this point, uh, I guess there might be a little bit of doubt about that. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. That would be a wouldn't be surprising. Oh, these Super Bowl weeks, they call up every coach they can. Oh yeah, especially if you played, especially if you played against them. And Matt Patricia, you know, owes Bill Belichick for pretty much getting his head coaching job. So I I think it's un I think undoubtedly they had a conversation at least over the the last two weeks. I think uh, I think um, Todd Gurley's going to be healthy this week too because uh, the last That'll game a lot. he only played like six snaps and um, yeah it was bizarre it was really bizarre I think part of it was they're saying he has a knee uh, something with his knee so if he's ready to go they could uh, get some points there with him so yeah because he he's a uh... I mean, arguably a slightly better version than Carrion Johnson right now. And Carrion uh, Johnson lit up the Patriots. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, we'll have to see. But thank you, Bob. Thank you, Rudd Dog, for coming on uh, to talk a little bit about the Lions news and going over the props and, of course, the predictions. And I hope we'll be guys. We'll be guys be doing for the Super Bowl. Where you going to be watching it? Well, that's a prop bet for me. Whether the over under on whether or not I get out of work in time. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully I'll be watching it with you. Yeah, I'll just be home with the family and just watching on TV. How about you? Nachos and salt. You go with your brother, right? Yeah, yeah. He 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 has he knows like ten Rams fans in all of Denver, so they all meet up at a bar to watch it. Oh, cool! So you're gonna put your Pat's jersey on and go in there? (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, oh, actually, I'll put a Rams uh, shirt on in, in uh, support of my brother. I'm going to wear a right. Lions the one, hat. The one day there. You can do that. Thanks for your permission. <laughs> no one's stopping you. All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, we'll be back next week for with more Lions talk. But in the meantime, thank you for listening. And as always, go, go. Forward down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain alliance victory. Go. Go.
Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save 